Hello, this is Make It A Podcast. My name's Evan. And I'm Kate. And if you look on your iPhone, you will see all of our, our free album from the both of us. <laughs> yes, we've infiltrated everybody's iPhone. Uh, you're welcome. You are welcome. But uh, Katie, how are you? I'm good. I'm really tired uh, mm. today. I've just been kind of go, go, go the past two weeks and catching up on me. But I'm, I'm pretty good. I had a nice day today. I like walked my dog and stuff. So it was fun. How are you? I'm a bit under the weather. Mm. So I sound like a baby. It's because it's not that I've just gone reverted back to puberty. It's that I am sick. Yeah, that was me last week. Yeah, so Friday, could not move a muscle, could not lift my head, could not get out of bed. And then then I was grand, and then Monday, the cold symptoms started kicking in. Mm. And when I get a cold, I can't hack it. Yeah. If I feel a tickle in my throat, I try to kick it out. And usually it works, this time it didn't. No, there's there's a strong one going around. I uh, had it a bit last week, but um, it's gone now, so I hope you feel better soon. Yeah, uh, I'm better than what I was, so I'm on the on on the rise. Good. Okay, so uh, my Im- terrible immune system aside, uh, it's on to pop news. Yeah. So, uh, so Little Mermaid is going to be in theaters on May 26, starring Halle Bailey. Are we excited? I am very excited. Of course. So Halle Bailey uh, did an interview this week. She uh, spoke on the reaction to her getting cast as Ariel, saying seeing the world's reaction to it was definitely a shock. But seeing all the babies reactions, all the brown and black young girls really tore me up emotionally. It honest, It's honestly been such a crazy ride and I genuinely feel shocked and honored and grateful to be in this position. A lot of times I have to pinch myself and be like, is this real life? Um, she also says uh, about her version of Ariel is more nuanced, saying... We've definitely changed the, the perspective of her, of just her wanting to leave the ocean for a boy. It's way bigger than that. It's about herself, her purpose, her freedom, her life and what she wants. As women, we are amazing. We are independent. We are modern and we are everything and above. And I'm glad that Disney is updating some of those t- those themes. Yeah, now that is good. Um, And it'll be good to kind of have the new and the old um to like look back on. Yeah. Because I was actually I was listening to a podcast, Shock Horror, but um, it was the Unpopular Opinion and they were talking about like remakes shouldn't be a thing. Uh, yeah. Then I think it was Jen that made the point and it was like, it's actually really good. Like, as if you think back to Aladdin, the original Aladdin was very like Jasmine had no say in anything and, and all this stuff. And the new one's very like she she chooses the shots and stuff. Yeah, I loved the new Aladdin. I was gonna bring it up. I think that's a that's better than the original. Yeah, so um, I actually think it's really good, and like some re- remakes don't need to happen, but ones like the Little Mermaid and Aladdin and stuff, I do think have a place. Yeah, I'm here for it. I can't wait. She's gonna be yeah. amazing, Hallie. Yeah, I can't wait to see her in it. Oh, I'm probably gonna cry. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> So um, this is something that has been remade, retold, whatever way you want to spin it. Scooby-Doo, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So we all remember the iconic 2002 live action Scooby-Doo movie, one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. And 
unfortunately, it looks like uh, Freddie Prince Jr. has spoken out against the film. He says he regrets his Scooby-Doo role as Fred and has zero interest in a third movie. He says, it wouldn't be for me, man. There was too much bait and switch on the first one. The studio was not honest with me in any way, shape or form. They were not straightforward. Hmm. Is he being a diva or? Okay, so I actually know a little bit about this. So originally, the original script, it was James Gunn who wrote it. It was more R-rated. So like there was like a kiss between Daphne and Velma and it was, there was going to be like swearing okay. and stuff like that or whatever. Um, and then uh, uh, Warner Brothers were like, no, it's Scooby-Doo. You can't really do that. So then they made it more child-friendly and that's the film we got, which I still yeah. like the film we got and I still love it. But um, yeah, I mean, I get where he's coming from, but also I'm just like, you were kind of iconic in it. Don't don't bite the hand that fed you. True, true. Like you weren't complaining then when you were getting paid. He's probably still getting paid. That's what I mean. So it, like, <laughs> I know I get you, I get you. But um, so do you think they're just gonna have a new Fred? Like. Well, they, it's been so they did Scooby Doo and then Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. They haven't done a third movie. Oh, so he's just saying he will just never do one. Not that we—he's too old to play friend. But is that what he was saying? Like, yeah, he was what, saying maybe yeah. there was interest in the third movie. Maybe there was a third movie pitched, and then he was like, "No, I don't want to do it." I yeah, fair. But then why do the second one? True, my money. <laughs> Probably had a house to pay for. House and his beautiful wife, who was in the film with him. Oh. Sarah Michelle Geller, if anyone's not familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, sorry. It's <laughs> a great film. It unbelievable. Great film. But we're not talking about the Scooby-Doo movie today. Uh, Katie, what are we talking about? So, today, when my phone loads, I'll let you know. Oh, your iPhone. My iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't load. Anyway. <laughs> This week, myself and Evan will sleep like a baby tonight as we go through the troubles of talking about a song for someone and marvel that through the miracle of time, we won't have to speak about them for too long. Because this week, we are speaking about an album that was thrust upon us. And if you haven't guessed it already or read the title, that's right, we're talking about Songs of, Songs of Innocence by you 2 so, Evan, what is your history with Songs of Innocence? So, you've talked about your iPod Touch. I'm going to talk about mine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to throw it back to my iPod Touch. This album landed on my iPod Touch without my consent, basically, yeah. in my music library. And I was like, okay, you two have just put this on me. And you two, I have some beef at you two that we'll get to in a minute. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, it just landed on my iPod and I was like okay what is this listen to the first song then didn't listen to anything else and then I listened to it in preparation for this Heaven, I think this is the first time ever we both have the exact same history so it landed on my iPod <laughs> it's, a, it's a history it's the first time for everything it landed on my iPod I was like what's this listen to the first song and I think could you, you couldn't delete it you couldn't. That was you the thing. <laughs> I could not figure this out. And then the iPod Touch storage was the worst. Yeah, and you couldn't delete it. You just had to keep it there. 
<laughs> oh, it's so funny. So yeah, so we have the exact same history. The first time I listened to the full album was in preparation for this today. <laughs> so we're gonna take you through the U2 Songs of Innocence album, uh, track by track. Let's go. So first up is The Miracle of Joey Ramone, written by Bono and the Edge. Lead single pays tribute to Joey Ramone, lead singer of the Ramones, who had a strong influence on Bono. During their teenage years, U2 snuck into a Ramones concert uh, and watched uh, Ramone. Um, and Bono said Ramone made him feel less self-conscious about his own singing. The song has gone platinum in the Netherlands. Number two. Every uh, Breaking Wave, written by uh, Bono and the Edge. The second single is about the difficulty of giving yourself to a completely other person with a, with lyrical characters who are addicted to a sort of failure and rebirth. Uh, Billboard described the song as strong enough to keep fans from messing with their iPhones. Number three is California, There Is No End to Love, written by Bono and the Edge. The song is all about the band's first trip to California in, in the early 1980s. Number four is Song for Someone, written by Bono and the Edge. The third single is a lovely song dedicated to Bono's wife, Ali. It's a tender song about awkward first love and the couple meeting and sharing their first kiss at 12 and 13. And the song has been certified gold in Italy. Number five is Iris, Hold Me Close, written by Bono and the Edge. The song confronts the loss of Bono's mother, who passed away after collapsing at his grandmother's funeral at 14. Bono sings about the ache in his heart and how her loss after four decades, has shaped his life. Number six is Volcano, written by Bono and the Edge. Volcano is about the angry young Paul Hewson wrestling with the death of his own mother. Number seven is Raised by Wolves, written by Bono and the Edge. The only overtly political song on the record tells the true story of a car bombing in Dublin that hit close to home. Number eight is Cedarwood Road, written by Bono and the Edge. Bono grew up on the street, uh, Cedarwood Road, in Dublin, alongside his friends, Gucci Rowan and Gavin Friday. Number nine is Sleep Like a Baby Tonight, written by Bono and the Edge. The song tells a story about an unhappy man whose eyes are as red as Christmas and who reads about a politician's lover over his morning toast, tea, and sugar. Number 10 is This Is Where You Can Reach Me, written by Bono and the Edge. The song is inspired by a Clash concert that you two attended in 1977. Um, number 11 is The Troubles. Written by Bono and the Edge. So the troubles and issue was assumed to be about the political situation in Northern Ireland. However, that is not the case. The song is actually about Bono learning to move on from his own problems. And then you two were joined by guest singer Leaky Lee on this track. And that was the track by track analysis of Songs of Innocence by U2. So let's discuss. Where to begin? <laughs> I want to preface this. Yeah. By saying... I'm not a YouTube fan. Neither am I. No. And we have many listeners in America. Mm-hmm. And YouTube seem to be more loved in America than in Ireland. Yeah. And I want to preface that. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're American and you're listening and you really like YouTube, I'm sorry. Now. <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> um we're not super fans. We didn't do a lot of research. We don't know a lot. So nobody come for us. Thank you very much. Anyway, I'm really disappointed in this album. Oh, it's really bad. It's really bad. It's, the songs all like sound the same, but they all sound completely different. Does yeah, that make sense? I hate it. I hate it so much. 
I literally like uh, I just was like what like and oh, it's such a harsh analysis because like people are gonna be like hey yeah obviously but like I could tell the title of every song without looking at the title because they would just say the title of the song in the song over and over it would always come up I'd be like oh well I bet this song is called like whatever every breathing wave every breaking wave even yeah like and I'm like I'm, I bet it's called this I looked it was called that I was listening to it in the car like and just quickly glanced on YouTube and I was like it is called that um Although I am slagging that like it was like thrust upon us through Apple, but like I kind of do wish that it was still on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I just would have needed to listen to it today. <laughs> I got a brand new iPhone, by the way, everybody. So it's a different iTunes. Um, but yeah, um, I just uh, I won't be listening to it again in a heartbeat. Oh, not in a million years. It, a lot of it, it sounded kind of Coldplay-ish and I'm like, I don't expect this from U2. Not that I can really name another U2 song, but I don't really, I don't expect this from U2. I thought that too. And then I looked up U2 songs and I was like, ah, oh, I didn't know that was a U2 song. That's mm. why I like it. Um, Because I did, I listened to this and I, w- I was like, I don't have much to compare it to because like, yeah, obviously like we hear U2 on the radio. But like we don't know that it's you two. Yeah. Um probably an unpopular opinion, but I think that <laughs> I think that their song Where to Go is a banger. I don't think I know it. I if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's I think it's Hello, hello. Oh, uh, that one. Okay. I want a place cover to go. Okay, right. I wouldn't disagree with that there. <laughs> it's it's quite a good song, but um and yeah, it's make you feel. <laughs> Another one from Sing Two. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that is this one. Um, but and there's a few more like um, with or without you and stuff. Cause which I I actually quite like that song too. Oh yeah, I know from Glee. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's, I love it's you too. But like, I mean, I think I probably know about five U two songs out of probably. 200 because they've been around a million years and I'm not saying that's long enough they have just genuinely been around probably three times my lifespan no that's a lie because Bono was only 16 and that is three times my lifespan but like twice my lifespan yeah so I've been beef with you two would you believe it or not I meant with me I was like no no you Uh, we always have beef beef. there's nothing new there the members of U2, if you will. So oh. U2 met and formed in the school I went to, which I will not name. I know. So, <laughs> uh, so, so any like, so sometimes the school would do like French exchange or like they'd have like students from other countries come in for like to teach them English or whatever. And whenever they'd come in, they'd fucking always ask about U2. And I'm like, I know nothing about U2. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. There's this obsession with U2 in that school. So bizarre. U2 are like such a popular band, not in Ireland. I know. It's no one. It's so funny. Like, (laughs) like, people outside of Ireland go feral for U2. And then we're all like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's so bad. It's Oh, so bad. honestly, no. What else? Are we we just as a country have a brand that we have to live up to, and that's just dead. The spies and bottom. Oh, stop. I went to school. I thought he thought it was going to be the next one. He's like, Bono went to the, walk these halls, and I'm going to start a band. And I'm like, okay, pal. <laughs> You said the band. he did, yeah, but they're not doing well. I suppose that mask. <laughs> really, we're just listening to this. Well, if you do, I stuck Good luck. my Good arm. luck to you. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, good luck with your band. Good luck. Oh, what is it? What is it about you two? Um, I think it was like back in the day. I think Bono might have been attractive. Like, I think he might like. In his youth. Yeah, like youth, youth. I'm looking up Bono Young now as we. Um. Ah, yeah, he was. Well, like. Good on him. Oh, there's a picture here, and it's like very Matt Healy of him. Oh wait, no, that's his son. Never. Oh. Son's <laughs> off. oh, that's cool. Good. I'm Oh glad wait, no, he doesn't this have children. is is it him or is it? Wait, 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 let me click into the article. I'm glad he has attractive children. I'm very happy for him. Yeah, I think his children are doing very well. Yeah, yeah one of his daughters in a uh, bad sisters. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, it's his son. His son's very attractive. That's good. That's good for your Bono's son. I'm really happy for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's only nineteen, though, so I feel a bit No, that's young Bono. What? That's young Bono there. Can you see him? Oh wait, I'm just I have to get back on. Oh yeah, no, No. no. He looks like my mom, like in the best way possible. Sorry, ma. No, it's the haircut. <laughs> It's the hair. What's I like? just, I just will never be able to escape you too. I just think, even though Yeah, I've graduated from that school. yeah. I mean, you especially, but I just feel like Irish people as a whole like just cannot escape it. Um. Yeah, see a picture here, and yeah, God bless him. It's God, he's amazing. all Something I can else for himself. say. I mean, yeah, look, he we're sitting here slagging him and he probably has more money than the two of us ever will in our whole entire lives. Not that that means anything, but I'm just saying, you know, like he's done that himself. This is very timely, this episode, because they have a new album out and a documentary on Disney+. Plus. Oh, do they? Yeah. That's funny. Yes. Wait, the new album's called something similar. Hold on. They're all called Songs of. Songs of... Songs of Surrender. Yeah, all this, all the, I think all the albums or maybe just the last few are called like Songs of. But, um, oh yeah, okay, no, they're not all called that. <laughs> that, that was a lie. But I did see Songs of Surrender and I, I didn't realise that was a new album because believe it or not, believe You don't, it or not, you don't pay attention to you too. I <laughs> don't. no No. one does. No. Um <clears throat> but <laughs> yeah. Oh, they have they have an album named after my birth month. October. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you just said my birth month instead of October. <laughs> yeah, because it's named after my birth month. Well, it's airy season now, so. It is. God bless us all. Anyway.
<laughs> Evan's witching season. oh, lovely. I love he has Um, a song called Cedarwood Road. He 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 pure gave his address out and all. yeah, well, he hardly lives there. Well, I feel sorry for whoever lives there. Yeah. Oh, God, the Americans. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'll stop him by. I won't say the, the name of the house, the number of the house on Cedarwood Road. Do you know it? I do, yeah, it's online. This is like available publicly. <laughs> it's known as Bono's house, but obviously he doesn't he doesn't live there anymore. Didn't he, like, go to that and there was a girl making our debs or something? Yeah, Because there's, like, another one of Bono's houses on Vico Road. it was. <laughs> I know he had Like, one in Darky, but um yeah, there's one that he has in Vico, like, besides Vico Bats. And, um, Malahide? Are they? I did not know They're anything. very close to one Larry. Um, I'm not gonna look it up. Fico Kleine, sorry. Kleine. Um, because when you're on the on the dart to Bray, like if me and my mum used to be on the dart to Bray, you'd like pass that, and my mum be like, "Oh, that's Bono's house on the hill." I love how we just know where Bonner lives. <laughs> Yeah, it's like his big mansion in Vigo on the sea. I don't know if he owns it still, but uh, It's just like I we typed know where Bono in, lives. I typed in Bono's house there, and uh, people are like Bono's house in Kalini. So, It's like it's like Val Williams lives in Hout. I don't know where what house she lives in, but she lives in Hout. no, no, I don't know either. Um, well, she doesn't. She lives in London. But she lives between well, she kind of goes between. But um Yeah, she well, she has the house that she can come home to. But and she's out they're in Hout a lot. My mom's run into her a few times. Has she? Yeah, my mom lives in Hout. I know I know, she died yeah, I he know ran into Val Williams, but I wouldn't blame you to be honest. Yeah. Uh, do you know why I ran into Val Williams? Yeah, you tell me at Electric Picnic. Yeah. Well, when I say ran into her, I stood behind her like this. <laughs> I didn't say a word. Like, <laughs> literally, it was I wouldn't nobody. blame you. What? <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, um, nobody could see me, but I was just standing behind her with my mouth open and like my eyes wide, mouthing to my friend Fiona, that's Falk Williams, but like obviously whispering. Yeah. And um, but then later that night at like the artist's bar, like the artist's lounge, because Mm -hmm. I was in there. Oh, you got to go there. Just hang out. Yeah. <laughs> um, You and Megan the Stallion having a having a good old chin wag. she was not there, you absolute <laughs> crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> um. The I saw Spencer Matthews, Spenny. <laughs> Spenny, and uh, he looked at me in the eyeballs, and I was I just like like looked away. Wait, didn't wait? You, you actually saw this on here, but didn't Kevin think you were talking to Spencer from the Hills? Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "What?" And I was like, "No, Spencer Matthews." <laughs> oh yeah, and he was like from the hills, and I was like, "No, Bo Williams' husband." Who is <laughs> Bo Williams' husband to you? oh, stop! Uh, it was just so. Like someone, one of the girls, was like, "Oh, there's Spencer." I was like, "Oh," and then I looked. He looked at me, and I looked away. <laughs> I'm not talking to these people. I spent five days stressed out my head. I just wanted to chill. I didn't want to speak to anybody. I was like, I want to go home. Fair enough. I Anyway, know. we're gonna we're gonna return back to songs of innocent for a second. So let's just go through these really dreadful songs. Um, Yeah. 
a lot of them just that like what they're about just seems so stupid now obviously not all of them not all of them iris is kind of very deep rooted and then the other one for paul houston's volcano the first one as well was dedicated to somebody uh joy ramon hmm it's just two of them about going to concerts yeah the artwork of the album is very um interesting. Let me have a look at it again. Just why that? Like it's black and white, isn't it? It's black and white. And like there's nothing wrong with it, but I just want to know why. Because I can't think of a correlation. Songs of Innocence. Well, it's meant to be about their teenagehood, but that hasn't again, I can't see the correlation there. Yeah, see what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's called Songs of Innocence, and then that's the album cover. Okay, so they did a separate one for iTunes. What it's was just this? I don't know. Can you see that at all? Yes, I can. It's just a disc. Yeah. Well, probably because iTunes was like, I'm not putting the album work on it. <laughs> iTunes is like, we have 13 rails with uh, iPod touches. You can't be doing yeah, that. Like me and Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we, we were, were a little like, bit older than 13. We were like 16. We were like 16. Oh, yeah, we were. I think we were. Oh, look at the old, look at the old format for iTunes. And then that's the album. Oh, my God. Jesus that's Christ, so the times have changed. Yeah, why but, couldn't we delete this? Yeah, like what happened? They absolutely jailbroke our phones and was like, no. <laughs> no, you will love this. <laughs> yeah, like you will, you will listen, even if you don't like YouTube. You're going to listen to this. Oh, uh, well, do you know what? I didn't. We did. I think even at my ripe age of like 15 or 16, my petty little ass was like, oh, I listen to that. I didn't ask for that. <laughs> what song would you put on everyone's iPhone if you could? Or not song, album. Oh, album. Mm. Oh, or song, really, I don't know. It's a really hard one. Oh, um... Mika, um, ever is it everything in technical or is that what it's called? The album. Yeah. It's is it everything? Life in cartoon motion. I don't know why. Is it <laughs> I don't like... know. Well, that's not far off. I don't think. <laughs> life in technical. No, life in cartoon motion. Mwah! Brilliant album. Yeah, to put that on everyone now here. That's a gift. <laughs> it is a gift. That's beautiful. They're all welcome. Imagine. <laughs> I'd like chunks that don't have to buy it. I love makeup. <laughs> That's my favorite makeup makeup album. Mm. I'd probably just give them all let go. Avril Lavigne. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I have to c- culture the kids. Be like there was you a time do. when Avril Lavigne was releasing good music. Yeah. I wasn't dating a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, Avril's going through some stuff at the moment, so um, I'm going to be her lawyer and say we're not going to speak about. <laughs> Please not. <laughs> We're just gonna skip past that, but everybody should listen to that song. Mm. Let me just see. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this album. Like I thought I would. I thought I was gonna be like able to like tell you like loads and have like an opinion, but my opinion is just that it was shy. It was just not good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. My opinion's the same. I really don't like. It. I don't like you two in general. No. And like we said, it's not. Like, no one more than like you do. No. Well, not I, many people that I know. Except I that really, one fellow I went to school with. Yeah, but he just 
likes Bono's life. Like, I don't think he really likes you do. But no, like, you two do have some good songs. Yeah, because I mean, there's I mean, songs that you don't know that you two sing them until you look it up and you're like, oh, do you know what I mean? I always find it funny that Bono was like, I'll let you use you two songs and sing too if I get to play a lion. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, right, bad move. Another bad move from Bono. Also, it was saying, I was reading articles and apparently that the deal with Apple was like a hundred million or something. Like, Give away okay. an album for free. Yeah. Who spent a hundred million? Apple bought it. They bought the they bought the album yeah. or the rights to the album? No, well they bought the right, like they bought like the distribution able... rights, that's it. Yeah, to be able to do this, like this was a deal between you two and Apple, and like you two went to Apple and pitched this, and then Apple was like hundred million. Oh, right. And Bono was like, absolutely, because he would sell his soul to the devil. Bono is a sellout. It, Bono is a sellout. If Bono's 100% a sellout. I don't care what anyone says. And do not come for me. Bono's a sellout. If anybody came for you, I would, I'd back you up for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'd be like, no, like Bono is a sellout. It's just, I don't know. But, um, He's also just a bit of a... He's so icky. Seems like an arsehole. Oh, he's so icky. I watched him. He was on the Graham Norton show back in October, and he just... I hate when celebrities do this. They sing in the middle of interviews. What do you mean? He's their person. He was talking about Frank Sinatra, and then he's like, oh, yeah, me, uh, I was sitting, me and the Edge were sitting backstage with, Frank, uh, with Frank Sinatra back in the day. Right, okay. <laughs> Drop names, Bono. <laughs> You're sitting beside Taylor Swift, okay? Respect the queen. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Sinatra is dead. Taylor is not. Shut up. <laughs> Respect the living legend that's sitting beside you, who re- who has released an album that trumps yours. All of it, by the way. <laughs> yes. So he goes on, and he's like, um, he's he's sitting at the top of the couch, which, okay, um, you know the way Graham Norton has like the most important person on. <laughs> the top yeah. and then the comedian on the end not that they're not important but they're just it's the form yeah it's just the way it works um anyway he's telling the story about frank sinatra he's like oh yeah right frank sinatra uh, and i wrote this song that never got released and then he sings it unprompted oh and i'm just like no stop it and he's not he's not a good singer no he's not a great singer is he no um he's a good like like Look, he's doing something right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he's I'm sure he's he's a wonderful songwriter. He's a great songwriter. Well, except for this album. I don't except know what album. they were doing. <laughs> but like as in something has gone right in Bono's life and career. Yeah. Clearly. He is where he is, we are where we are. Mm. There's no two ways about that. But I just don't think he should sing unprompted on a show. Like, he seems like he has, like, his voice has, like, a time and place, you know? Yeah, no, it does. Not in the middle of an interview. Beside Taylor Swift. Yeah. She's not singing unprompted, like. No, because why would she? And she looks so uncomfortable. They all do, but she just looks the most uncomfortable. She's like. (laughs) Yeah, of course she does. I wouldn't blame her. So, do you have anything else to say about Songs of Innocence? No. Okay, can I play a little clip for you? Yeah. They just wanted a paycheck. Yeah, honestly. 
like I know they're like, oh, but these hugs are so close to our hearts and the blah blah blah. But like, are they that close to your hearts that you're just gonna sell them out? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And they're like so either. close to our hearts. Like I didn't want it to flop, but your album did flop. He didn't say flop, obviously. I'm saying that, <laughs> but, it but did. like <laughs> Bono's like. In the future, Bono does not know the definition of flop, even though he's he's been avoiding flop for years. Bono is a flop, he's a flop. (laughs) Um, no, but like he was like, I don't want this to flop, and then it flopped anyway because, yeah, it like people were listening to it. One, they had no choice, two, they had no choice, (laughs) and three, they were just curious, yeah. And then when I was like, yeah, but the LP sales, yeah, but the only people that are the vinyl, the only people that are buying the vinyls are people that are weirdly obsessed with you too. Sorry, <laughs> not to offend anybody. But you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> bad um, move. Bad move. It was a bad <clears throat> move. I think if they had came out and just been like, look, we're putting out this album, like it's really close to our hearts. Blah blah blah, all the straight they want to say. It could have done better than it did, in my humble opinion. And I don't disagree with you there. We're going to talk about how it did in terms of sales and all these things and the deal with Apple. So the album reached number six in the UK and number nine in the US. Songs of Innocence sold just 101,000 uh, copies in North America and charted for just eight and nine weeks in the US and UK. It's been certified silver in the UK. Um, so you two teamed up with Apple CEO Tim Cook to place the album for free on Apple devices. Billboard said the failed strategy showed the perils of embedding music within technology so deeply and so quasi-literally. And today, most Apple subscribers couldn't tell you a thing about Songs of Innocence besides the backlash. Ed Power of The Telegraph uh, labelled the promotion the most idiotic launch in rock history. And in 2022, Rolling Stone ranked the, al- the album's iTunes release the ninth worst decision in music history. Journalist Andy Green wrote that the band's mentality of thinking big served them well in earlier earlier in their career, uh, but that they overstepped in making the uh, album show for free uh, to every single Apple, use, Apple user's personal device. We're talking about a non-significant, non-insignificant percent, percent of planet Earth here, and it was quickly revealed that not everyone who owned a phone was, by definition, a fan of U2. Yeah, that's true. So pretty poor. Yep, it was a flop. <laughs> flop? Oh, I love a good flop. <laughs> I love a flop when a flop is good. When a flop is bad, it's... Yeah, like, I love a good, like, unanimous, the whole world is like, get out of here. <laughs> the whole world is like, go, go away. Literally, <laughs> we said, globally, we said, go away. <laughs> to Bono, I'm like, way. We as a society teamed up together to fight the plague that is U2 Songs of Innocence on Apple products. Yeah, they were like, oh, let's just like invade everybody's, but like, obviously, they didn't invade everybody's. It's like, kind of, but they just like, let's insert ourselves into everybody's lives and watch them not get mad. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, God. So bad. Such a bad decision. It was a really bad decision. I have a, this is going to be an even worse decision because guess what? Skills in session. 
Oh, and no. it's a pop quiz for you, Katie, all about YouTube's Songs of Innocence. And if you if you don't get one thing right, I don't fucking blame you. Yeah, I genuinely don't think I will. <laughs> well, it was quite hard to put together, so we'll see how we do. Okay. So, question one. Um, who wrote all the songs on the album? Bono and the Ed. That is correct. Okay. Um, question two. The Miracle of Joy, Joy Ramone is about you two sneaking into the concert of which band? The Cure? No. Oh, The Clash? No. Okay, never mind. The Ramones? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't let me there. Uh, question three, multiple choice. What song did Billboard describe as strong enough to keep fans from messing with their iPhones? Was it Every Breaking Wave, Song for Someone, Volcano, or Raised by Wolves? Oh, shit. Um, what was the second option again? Song for Someone. That one. It was actually Every Breaking Wave. Ah, Okay. Yeah, question four. What song is named after the street that Bono grew up on? Cher- cherry. No. Cherry. No. Cherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cherrywood Avenue? Cedarwood Road. Cedarwood Road. Cherrywood <laughs> Avenue would have been a better name, to be honest with you. <laughs> You should have wrote. You should have wrote the song. I should have written the song, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> Cherry, Cherry Woods in the state near me. I didn't even know that was. Yeah, there is. It's a place called Cherry. <laughs> oh. Question five: What song is about Bono's late mother? Um. Uh, the losing someone one. No, no, it's called the. It's the one, and then the the other titles and brackets, and it's like love, something about love. Mm-hmm. I'm doing something here. What am I pointing at? Your eye. Mhm. Iris. <laughs> oh, iris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should have guessed that. I don't know what part of the iris is the eye. What part is that? I think it's the black bit. Oh, oh that's the pupil. pupil. Sorry, also, I think the iris is the, the part that, like, whatever colour your eye is. Yeah, yeah, Right, so true or false, Bono described this album as the most personal album the band had ever written. True. That is true. Uh, question seven, the album took five years to make. <sighs> I'd hope not, because it is shy. Uh, I'm going to say false, because I feel like it took longer. No, it did take five years to make, sadly. Oh. I tell you, I'm like, no, it took seven. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Question eight, so this is a uh, multiple choice. Which female singer features on the song The Troubles? Is it Lana Del Rey, Lord, Leaky Lee, or Kate Bush? Leaky Lee. It is Leaky Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, question nine. What year did the album come out? 2014. That is right. And question 10. This is multiple choice. The album was certified double platinum in which country? Austria, Brazil, Poland or Italy? Oh. I'm going to say Brazil. It's actually Italy. 
Oh, weird. It's a sh- these are shy questions anyway, because this is a shy quiz to make up. But to be honest, it actually wasn't that bad of a quiz. Mm, but you got four right, so. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, she's going to be at the next U2 concert, guys. You're going to see her rocking a Bono shirt. I'm actually a super fan. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry to tell you all. I actually, Bono's my life. Want me, to, want me to show you the skill he walked the hallways in? Oh my god, yeah, bring me to your old skill. And I'm like, oh my god, Bono. I'd be like, this is where I had trauma, but Bono was here too. <laughs> Yeah, I remember your trauma in this go. Oh, God. Uh, we're not going <laughs> to... I don't need to unpack this on a YouTube episode. I don't need to. No, you don't. No, it's the wrong episode for this. Oh, God. <laughs> they are the cause of some of your trauma. Mm, I know. I'll never get rid of them. Um. So next up, we're going to put U2 on our pops... You, not U2, U2 Songs of Innocence on our pop scale. We rank them out of... Rank the album out of five based on how much we like it and its place in pop culture. Katie, what do you give U2's Songs of Innocence? I'm gonna give it a one just because I feel really mean giving it a zero. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not it. I didn't enjoy it. I thought I was gonna be able to salvage one thing, but it was all like really slow, really melancholy. All the songs sounded the same, they all felt the same, they all had the same vibe. Uh I don't think they were greatly written, and it's just a one out of five for me. And most of Ireland hate them anyway. So they're getting a one. What about you? I'm I'm giving them giving them a one for effort. Yeah. I think, I think the album is so bad. Yeah. I think um it, the Apple decision was the worst decision ever. Mm. Don't bad try move. to force this on us, please. Bad move. Like we couldn't delete it, so I'm very bitter about that. Mm. Um. Yeah. It's just it's it's just not good. No, you two have way better albums. Like, I'm not saying they have good albums, but they have mm-hmm. better than this. Yeah, right. That is fair enough. So next up, we're going to talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? Um, I went to see Creed 3 this week. Mm-hmm. So that's popping with me. I'm really enjoying, well, like, I really enjoyed the Creed's at the moment. I thought they were really good. So that Ted Lasso is back. Yeah. So it. I'm oh the first episode was so good, so I'm buzzing about that. I can't wait to keep watching it. Um what else? Megan Trainer's still buzz uh popping with me, obviously. Um I'm obsessed at the moment still. Um but other than that, that's it. My usual podcast, watching friends again, what's new? Mm. Um that's it. What's popping with you? So, literally been listening to this podcast nonstop, as I was telling you. My therapist ghosted me. Yeah. I don't think I've ever laughed myself as loud as I have in public. And I look like a psycho. Yeah. Vogue and John are just absolutely brilliant together. They are really good together. Mm. Yeah. And then I'm still betting to Succession. I'm really enjoying Succession. Yeah. Um, Pump Rules. Uh, let's see. Pink's new album, Trustfall. Um, what else is there? Oh, Taylor Swift released new music, five new five brand new songs. That's that's a good time. Um, yeah, and then just as Katie always says every week, the usual podcasts. The my usual podcast. I listen to the same ones every week. Like I don't want to bore you with them all again. But you know what? I'm enjoying them all and I love them. There we go. So, um, Katie, where can the people find us? 
People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Podcast. You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify if you so wish. And if somebody's looking for a new podcast to listen to, send them our way. They can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. And you'll find us on Apple Podcasts for free, not like being forced on Not being forced, but you know, you should go and subscribe and follow and stuff anyway. But you don't have to. Because we are nice people. So that's where you can find us on your Apple devices, Samsung users. We apologize. Um, but you can find us on Spotify. So all the do- places, all the things, all the different ways. Um, so that was our episode on Songs of Innocence. And you'll hear from us next week. Goodbye.